The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. These guys probably can't even remember the last time they jumped, let alone played a sport. And at first I was like, wait a second. And I was like, no, that's totally fair. (laughs) Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Ian Whittington. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. And Danae Hughes. Still not fired. We write for Cinema Sins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, everybody's doing good. We've already been chatting, a lot of which you'll hear in the outtakes. And. Uh, Will not be referenced here. It will not be referenced here because we've already got a show to do. It. <laughs> Ian literally referenced it earlier than I think yes. it's ever been referenced. That was that was. <laughs> yeah, I think that broke a record. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. L- the, literally, the only sooner is if I decided to reference the outtakes in the actual yeah, intro. We like, welcome to police chat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, uh, well, let's get into it. We'll kick it off with the sin side scoop. What's it? Building in there. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. In Calm Sins this week, Uber Eats, Uber Don't Eats uh, is the oh name of the God. commercial. Uh, oh my God. Chris writing this one, this is an Atkinson script and is very funny, very mm-hmm. hilarious. This is one where when I was watching it, I was. It's, I want to talk about every single sin. It was so <laughs> funny and mm-hmm. ridiculous. Oh, my God. Well, go this ahead. Commercial. Start us off then, Danae. Okay. Well, well, let's start with the first sin then. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read from the, the script top. to you from the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this commercial I hadn't seen before. Had you guys seen this one before? No, but that's not I a saw surprise. It. it was during the Super Bowl. So yeah, I saw it's it. a recent one. Okay. So in this one, the idea is that, you know, Uber delivers more than just food. And the idea is that they're delivering a bag of product from the grocery store or wherever. And the people are confused and they're like eating things that they shouldn't be eating. And when I say people, I mean celebrities. And so it's just Chris questioning the reality of the situation in such clever ways. Mm -hmm. I think this might be my favorite commercial to date. Because it was just so sassy mm-hmm. and so in on itself, um, so I I literally could just talk about the entire thing. But like the deodorant one killed me. So there's this moment <laughs> where this woman is like her, she's got her arm kind of up in the air, and the sin is wait, how did this uh, woman get a stick of deodorant uh, stored in her bathroom? Raise her arm to apply it and still get confused because she like <laughs> goes to put it to her arm and then it's she so starts to, <laughs> to lick it, and the sin goes on like and. And and, uh, on what I'm assuming is the day after she bought the deodorant, wouldn't she have taken the deodorant out of the bag and then tried to eat it right then? Just every single movement of every person in this reality. What a delight. This is like this is a short sample, a quick sample of what it's like to write with Chris on a main channel. Yeah, Um, there's just so much brilliance in there. 
Uh, and I also really like the hot dog one too. Oh, yeah. that was so gross. <laughs> so well, it looked like he was putting mayo on the hot dog, and just the idea of mayo on a hot dog is so oh, nasty beautiful. to me. Or it's anything great. for that matter. No, I love mayo. Yeah, yeah, get it no, on. No ham and cheese sandwich. No mayo's good. I just I'm not putting it on a hot dog. Nope. Mustard there, and relish. That's all. That's it. Done. Done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind mayo as much, I guess. But so it's like you know the person's putting it on as if it's ketchup, and it's like. The, this person's putting sunscreen on a hot dog, and I'm wondering how he even knows the hot dog and the bun were food. Maybe this is Uber Eats making a subtle jab at hot dogs. You'll pay for this, Uber Eats. It's just funny. Just funny. It's so good. It is. Yeah, it's very, about very good. What about you guys? What did you I, like? I do have, I, I liked a lot of this video. I do have this weird thing with this whole concept, having seen this commercial now. Uber is a car service that then went into food service that yes. is now going into delivery service right like yeah. this well they've you know, been delivering food but you're talking about like delivering groceries and stuff. right and so the whole point of this commercial is we don't just deliver food i didn't know you primarily as a food service <laughs> like the commercial to me would have been funnier if it was like they were trying to the drive car. these things yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, i'm like uber, uber is a, so anyways that always that just, why isn't this grocery bank taking me to the theater <laughs> right yes yeah exactly uh anyhow uh this kale had to mention the kale uh yeah. absolutely hilarious stuff oh, so good um, i just remember that day where i was like i was actually in the grocery oddly enough shopping and i was actually gonna go because chris just sent us all a message can somebody tell me what this is <laughs> yes <laughs> please confirm I can't for think me of the word this. And i was about to go to the produce section and find it <laughs> but then jeremy said it was kale <laughs> Yes, yeah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't know what Marvel movie she's in in this scene. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite running gags. Uh, and then also, at least you finally got to eat your own va, uh, Gwyneth. Uh, really made me laugh, too. Uh, just absolute gold in this one. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? It kills me that this is like, they're acting like this is revolutionary. Like, they're the first people to ever do this. Like, <laughs> like Instacart and DoorDash and stuff like that hasn't been around for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or anyways... Walmart. Yes. Yeah, or Walmart, yeah. Literally well, Walmart, I think, uses store. Instacart. I think that's right. Like, I don't know. We order When we order groceries, we usually do it through Instacart, and then the person goes and picks them up, and then they bring them to us. Uh, apparently, according to our comment section, DoorDash does this as well. Um, but whatever. Uber's trying to get the monopoly and stuff. I get it. I mean, they're Uber, right? Um, but I thought the commercial was... I uh, thought the video was really funny. Uh, I like the fact that she blames the bag more than her actual desire to eat a diaper suggests that I could enter this dimension holding a bag from Jose Bank and steal millions of dollars with even ask, without even asking. Uh, and His then, mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so intimidated by Chris. And it's Jose Bank. I don't know why I said Joss. But uh, when it's Paltrow doesn't like. know what Marvel movie she's in. Huh? Yeah. It does look like Jose. Yeah, I, I didn't know they spelled it that way for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was a full-on Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Do you remember when Saturday Night Live had that Joseph A. Bank commercial where you could buy suits to like wash your car or something? Do you remember that? No, no, I don't. They were making fun of the fact that they always had a sale, so it was like people were just going and buying like eighty suits, and then they were using them for like cleaning mm-hmm. around the house and stuff like that. Sorry to get yeah. us off. No, no, that's. I what mean, we I, do. I, that sounded really weird. Sorry to get us off track. <laughs> Never apologize for getting us off. Nope. Never. No, nope. you'd be <laughs> apologizing all the time. Well. Yeah, you should definitely apologize. Speak for yourself, Aaron. <laughs> Ian, what about you? Uh, yeah, describing Kale as one of the inedible items was great, considering how many inedible mm-hmm. items are in the video. Um, and I just think that the, my favorite observation is the fact that there is an actual disclaimer saying, please do not eat these things. And that mm-hmm. says more than like the parody of the advert itself. Like, it's, it's, is that part of the joke? But you absolutely know they had to put it on there. 
Whereas, mm-hmm. well, the advert told me to do it, so I did it, and now I have deodorant in my throat. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. You know, Tide Pod Challenge exists. Oh. So, you know, there's... Yeah, it does. That's a literal that thing was, that I happened. I saw, a, like, an article or poll or something came up on Twitter, like, the day after the Super Bowl, and that was... They were asking, like, what are the what are your favorite commercials? That was high up there for people, and I was like, really? I was like, that's fine. Apparently. <laughs> nice. Maybe I just don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> Well, let's move into TV sins. Uh, we did the pilot of Yellow Jackets. Did we, though? I mean, if a tree falls in the forest and no one... <laughs> and nobody clicks on the link. Yeah. Is it Does actually it really sin? fall? But it, now it's an award-winning show. Do you think more people will be yes. looking to watch it? Critics' Choice awarded Melanie Linsky of Yellow Jackets. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that the re-release of the Billions pilot is <laughs> yeah. it's, it's doing better. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ted Lasso has won lots and lots of awards, and that one still didn't get uh, clicks. We continue our journey to figure out which shows uh, people on YouTube want to see Sid. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. a little it behind the scenes. This is why you're here. That's why we this do what we do. This is why you listen yeah, to the yeah. show. We try to figure out what the fuck you want to see. <laughs> it's not the stuff that you're watching on TV, apparently. <laughs> it was still right. very fun to work on. It really was. No, uh, it Yellow Jackets was? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Was it's- it? Yeah, this was a Watkins Whittington script. So Jonathan uh, and Ian wrote on this one. Ian, mm-hmm. did you not enjoy it? Did no, you I not? loved it. I was oh, just okay, being a douche. Okay, yeah, okay. No, okay. I loved right, it. Yeah, right. I loved well, this show so much. Well, why don't you just talk about it a little bit then? Um, the process was like... Yeah, it's hard to not see it as a spiritual sequel to to Lost. It just, it even if it's not trying to be, it's got that vibe to it. And I feel like it's learning a lot of lessons from what Lost did, which was throw a ton of secrets at you, lots of cliffhangers, lots of must-watch next week, but they're not always answers when you want them. The Yellow Jacket seems to have this really nice balance of drip-feeding you mysteries, answering some things, but still leaving threads that, that keep you hooked in. I just think it's got that balance really, really, really well. And I love watching every single one of these people. The pairing between the the 2000 and uh, the 2022 adults and then the kids in the equivalent kids in 96 or whatever is so great it doesn't matter that they don't look like each other the the acting is so so good um and i just can't stop watching melanie linsky and there there is no bias there it's not because we have met melanie linsky she's just great we both had huge crushes on melanie linsky before we met melanie linsky so i wasn't gonna say that yeah but, I'm curious. So, what what was it from? Was it just was it Yellow Jackets? Was your first experience? Because no, I'm trying. I mean, in, I'm, she's, she's been, been around in, since. Yeah, she's been in Heavenly yeah. Creatures in '94. Was the first time I ever saw her. that. Might have been her mm-hmm. first movie. I just think she's great. I just always enjoy watching her. I didn't know if you were like two and a half men fans. I, I just I didn't <laughs> know. Really. She's not given a lot know. to do in Two and a Half Men. No, she was in, uh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, well, she was on a really interesting show on HBO called Togetherness that only lasted a couple of years. She was in a movie recently. Yeah, there's some, like an end of the world movie or something. Um, oh, it was Don't Look Up. She was she was the wife in Don't Look well, Up. Well, she was in Don't Look Up, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of something before that is the movie where I was like, you know what? Melanie yeah. Linsky. Like, no, she's great. Yeah, she's, oh, she's incredible. It's so, so good. Um, I am interested in season two. And I think this is one of those shows that will live and die by how two, three, and four progress and go on. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of the sins, I love dinging soccer because I always will. And just <laughs> hate it. Breeds like, hey, you just pissed off all of Europe. Thank you from England. Yes. <laughs> gladly, gladly, gladly taking stabs it's that at same also, thing. It's a joke. I mean, well, yeah, there is that, Jonathan. That's true. Yeah. It is actually a joke. Uh, there, there is this thing that happens with the, the comments where people assume. 
that somebody who wouldn't be connected. So, for instance, if something is taking women to task, it's yeah. usually Danae who wrote it. Oh, <laughs> of course. Like, it's yeah. one of those interesting things that it's just you like. You can't say that. You're a man. Well, right. Writer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote that one, though, didn't I? I think I did. I don't remember now. We both Maybe had a soccer sim, but I specifically said that the score was too high and it was just unbelievable. That's because right. That's right. Six yeah, points yeah, yeah. had been scored. And I was like, that never happens in football. Yeah. Um, and uh, da, 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 dinging lost in general was just irresistible. Just how, especially putting yeah. those words in Aaron's mouth, because I know he's a lost finale defender. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I have things to say in the comment section. No, that's fair. So. That's fair. But I think <laughs> my favorite individual one was, <laughs> it was the, the innocent narrator not realizing that she was brushing her teeth for a different reason uh -huh. other than bad breath. Yeah. There's a couple naive narrator sins in this that, yeah. that I really like, or at least this I week. Was, um, well, so, I was yeah. happy that Ian wrote that. I couldn't think of it because I knew we had to tackle that. But it's like, mm -hmm. you, I mean, even though those are adults playing, but they're still playing kids. <laughs> Uh, yes. So the other one was the uh, weed apple was the other yes. naive narrator part that I thought was really, really great. This is not how you eat an apple. This isn't how you eat an apple. <laughs> yeah, well, that was amazing. Uh, all right, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, I mean, I just second Ian, what Ian said about the show in general. I mean, I, I absolutely uh, love it. I watched this the week, I guess it premiered and I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait till the next one. And I haven't, I don't know. This is, this is a really good season. This is up there with like. What was the Kate Winslet miniseries? The Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, I mean, I think this was, like, that was probably, like, one I was like, this is one of my favorite, like, single seasons I've seen. But then I then Yellow Jackets might even be better. I don't know. There's been a... Watchmen was really good, obviously. There's mm -hmm. been a few of these, like, where... But this is actually going to continue. Uh, well, I guess Watchmen did. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited that... I mean, at least this is what they're saying, that this guy had a five-year plan, or the creators had a five-year plan. So yeah. I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and uh, this is going to stay as interesting as it is. Because it's definitely one of those shows that could very easily go off the rails. Uh, but at least for the first season, it did not. And I'm very intrigued uh, to, to see to see where they're going. And it's one of those shows, like, I've, we haven't had a show like this in a while where we, uh, maybe Game of Thrones, but we haven't had a show in a while where we've been able to, like, you know, people are just talking about theories and, you know, things like that. Like, it just seems to be something uh, everybody's getting into until, of course, you, you send it and then nobody clicks it. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> we're not better. The, uh, we're in fact, we're the fine. 10 people okay. who watched it, uh, if you guys want to, you know, holler at me, I'm more than happy to answer questions. Listen, we, we, could, we could probably have a cheap dinner. I mean, there's only 10 of us. So, you know, we could go hang out and... Sometimes there's a fan hive for a show that has a lot of buzz, but you, yeah. when you do it, you just get stung, you know? Oh I mean, it's just, I mean, it just happens. I regret everything <laughs> I've ever done. Um, Ian mentioned a bunch of stuff. I, I thought it was fun. Uh, I always enjoy uh, posters because I find, well, first off, like one thing I do enjoy about the show is that we are like firmly into 90s uh, nostalgia now. Mm -hmm. Like over the last like year, we've seen that even in the Batman. Uh, you know, like the use of that Nirvana song and stuff like that. I mean, everything seems very much like people are referencing the 90s. And of course, the when they're kids, this is set in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so I always love posters because she's got like that Reality Bites poster, which I mean, maybe now they're like... I'm not saying that was a bomb, but I just, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of kids having Reality Bites posters, like the year it came out, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like in like 80s movies, like when you see something referencing the 80s, like Stranger Things, mm. everybody's got the Thing poster. Nobody had a Thing poster in the early 80s. <laughs> no, that movie, that movie didn't even exist to most people because that was a huge bomb. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it, but now it's a huge, you know, film for yeah. a lot of people. So your set decorators will be like, what's a great movie from this year? Let's throw the thing up on. So I was always enjoy 
That nostalgia uh, thing isn't super surprising, though, because the people that grew up in the 90s are yeah, the exactly. people making shows now. So I think you see a natural curve of that happening. I've had more than enough 80s nostalgia, so I'm all for mm-hmm. us getting into the 90s finally. Um, the I also wanted to mention the Paloma Faith thing. That was funny. Oh, uh, I so, like, left a comment on that. I was like, how dare you, sir? How I don't know. You. So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know who Paloma Faith is. Never heard of her. Have no clue who she is. The reason I said that was because they were playing all these songs from the 90s. And then on that one, they did a cover. Yeah, it's a weird So I thought choice. that was weird because that's a song that would have played around that time. Because mm-hmm. um, it was a huge hit for NXS. Uh, and so I made that, I wrote that sin about that. And then, and then Ian, because he's sensitive and uh, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem to understand that we're supposed to send things. No, I totally uh, got missed that. hurt and, yeah. uh, was like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I would not like have he this, just said, but I and I'm like, it. dude, I don't even know who this is. I'm more than happy to listen to her at some point, but right now, like I got a send. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> it is. It's a, a fun video and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I also enjoyed the show quite a bit. Uh, you guys have hit that pretty well. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of sins that I thought were really funny, uh, or interesting to me, uh, saying online when you mean in line. Uh, don't care if you were using that expression before the internet. The internet is here now, and that is where the term online should remain. I have had this conversation with people, and there are certain segments of the geography of I know. people. Uh, my wife uses online. Every, it is, yeah, when you're crazy. when you're in a line, they say you're online, and yep, it drives always me crazy. blows my mind. I'm like, what do you mean you're online? That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. You're in a line. You can't be on, if you were on a line, you would be on top of the people. Like I <laughs> exactly, don't, exactly. <laughs> It's like holding down the fort. I was like, no, it doesn't need holding down. You just hold the fort. Right. It's yeah. not going to flow away. <laughs> but my main thing is that that's become a different term. So it's like, yeah. that doesn't work anymore. Right. Let it go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I found that interesting. Uh, on the, uh, the, the l- always people being late, I envision a day where the English language has done away with hello and how are you and replaced yes. them exclusively with I'm late or you're late in honor of all the TV shows and movies that think this is how every conversation must start. Uh, so that's true. how language works, isn't it? It's like, you're late, mm-hmm. you're late. Yeah. There's, there's another great sin in another, uh, a movie coming up that has to do with that same thing. Uh, and then assisting someone with their oxygen mask before you have your own on. I just love the idea that if if people are in crazy plane situation, they're going to actually be thinking about what the not a chance that the uh, people yeah, have told no, them to do. I'm putting it on my daughter first. I mean, they can tell me all day that I need to put it on me first. I'm not going to think about that in the in the mm-hmm. in the time frame. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danae, what about you? I have nothing to add. That was a great conversation about a show I don't understand. I haven't seen it, and I don't I don't know what's going on. So people flew flew somewhere. Mm-hmm. A soccer team. Some of them didn't fly. It's kind of like the, you remember the Andes. The uh, they made that movie alive. Wasn't that the Andes? Was that where mm-hmm. the, the soccer team crashed and ended up resorting to? I mean, this really happened. Like the actual story of those. Are you referencing another movie to help Danae, who doesn't watch movies, understand no, this no, no, TV? No, no, it's a real life situation. Yeah, a yeah. real life situation that they made a movie about. But I mean, right. I think it's kind of playing off that a little bit. But then it's it's going in its it's going in its own direction with like and you and then it keeps flash forwarding to the future. We don't know who all still alive. We don't know what all happened on the island. You know that kind of thing. Or in the in the they're not really on an island, but in like the forest or whatever. Well, if you yeah. think, if you think about it hard enough, we're all on an island. Every last one of us lives on an island. If you. Expand. Yeah. 
the geography. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, let's go on to Book of Boba Fett, The Gathering Storm. This is a Cardoso Whittington script. Uh, Ian, you get to start us off. This was my favorite episode of the series, which isn't saying much, and it's mostly for that last scene of the the star killer, whatever it is, zapping mm-hmm. all of the pew pews at the people on the sand bikes. Yes. Um, that, yeah, you're really selling me on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of exposition still. Um, had to see the, yeah, these are the Bantha remains from the Bantha we see in episode one because we have literally been watching him walk through the desert for a thousand years. Um, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. This was with Daniel, and Daniel's script was hilarious, like just some super laugh out loud moments. Um, so when the Bantha just licks its lips and <laughs> unwanted sexual advances, and you just can't re watch that scene without thinking the Bantha's trying to come on to Boba Fett. Um, go find other Banthas, make baby Banthas. Boba doesn't consist that a bantha might want to focus on their career. That's a beautiful, it's my favorite sin. It was my favorite sin in the video. Beautiful observation. Yeah. I love it. It says so much. Um, and for some reason, Chrysanthemum always reminds me of Worf from Star Trek. I think it's just the the warrior demeanor. So slipping in a little Worf outtake of good tea, nice mm-hmm. house, as Chrysanthemum leaves the bar was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Danae, what about you? I don't like Boba Fett. <laughs> they should use that as the theme of the, the show from not. here on out. I really, I really do try. Uh, so I skipped this episode um, because I wasn't sinning it. Mm-hmm. And so when I was writing on scripts to follow, I didn't even watch the sins video um, because you don't really have to watch anything mm. to understand the next thing because doesn't really matter anyway <laughs> <laughs> in this show it doesn't seem like it sometimes nope. not not even the back the the flashbacks to his past seem to i don't know i just there's so much disjointed about what we're watching so it was really interesting because this is my first time to watch this episode and i was like oh the bantha i remember that guy mm-hmm. um oh cute they sat by a fire i missed that so for me it was like catch up uh and i forgot to pay attention to sense so then i have to i had to watch it twice yeah which is fine i didn't even know that fennec <laughs> didn't even know that she was like a cyborg i didn't oh, know they just found that out in this episode right they never bring no it up idea. again yeah no i literally that's never shown in any this is the only time in the entire series spoiler alert that like you're aware that she has like been replaced yeah. i had no idea that was a shock to me yeah. especially because it, it, you would think that they would like really Talk about that a little bit more. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. all of her insides. Like they felt the need they had to, because there's that's in the Mandalorian, Correct. right? Where all he that's finds in the Mandalorian, yeah. yeah. So they had yeah. to figure out, I guess they had felt like they had to explain why she survived. But we right. had gone like over a year not knowing that, and I didn't see anybody asking that question, so who yeah. cares? I, I guess I missed it in the Mandalorian, too. Maybe well, the, no, everybody did, because nobody cared. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I really liked, speaking of the Bantha, I really did like the uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus manages to <laughs> chew his barbecue. Uh, I love that Star Wars does like puppetry and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The way that they create their creatures, there's something to really appreciate about actual moving puppetry, especially with new tech. Mm-hmm. You know, think about like Baby Yoda and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even though sometimes it looks really cheap so does cgi sometimes as well mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so anyhow yeah. um so that was really fun also the show made me use the phrase straight to the back of the throat in reference so that <laughs> double punch of the mr snuffleupagus mm-hmm. sins i really enjoyed yeah i liked the sin off for the murder followed by the sin back for murder <laughs> um 
I completely missed that whole, like I said, the whole scene. I know we, spoiler alert, reference it later, but I didn't get to see it. Mm. So that was my first time actually watching like the whole revenge uh, murderous situation. And it, it did look really interesting. Um, I would have sinned, I think if I wrote this in, I think I would have sinned that the Rancor somehow can jump up to the top of the grates and like stick its little claws in there. Because it's a pretty deep pit. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. You know, like, how did it get up there? So not only does the timing perfect, the sin works perfectly because it's ridiculously timed. But also it's like a small, it's a small rancor. It's like a baby one, essentially, that hasn't grown up full, right? Like like, when they deliver it. Anyway, I would have probably tried to send that. Also, if if your rancor can grab the grate, at the top, yeah. you have poorly designed your yes. rancor pit. Yes. Like, your rancor can probably escape. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, it's so, it's like, what, it just, like, goes over to the corner and grabs the stack of, you know, like, haphazard boxes. It's just sort of there. Some phone books. And it sort of Some scoots Tatooine it phone over books. to the middle, yeah. climbs up, and it's That's just amazing. like... <laughs> oh. So, anyway... By the way, just in case I confuse you, Janae, we do not find out in The Mandalorian she has cybernetic parts. I was just referencing he finds her in the desert in The Mandalorian, but we don't see what happens after that, and then we just see him and her together. The cyborg thing isn't in The Mandalorian? I thought we saw the the cyborg thing in The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Not unless it's in that that very last episode. Hmm. This is the thing that I think, and I don't even think the MCU does. Maybe they do more now than they used to. But I think one, I, I feel like everybody thinks they have to explain everything. And, yeah. And, and you really don't. Because no, then you, you end up don't. with a show like this. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like, I don't know, like, just let her be badass. Like, referencing her backstory, though, is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like this is them kind of giving a wink and nod to something that's maybe in book material. Or something Maybe. like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. this is what happened. And so they're sort of showing it a little bit. So if you're reading and things like that, it's kind of like, oh, this is when you rescued her in the desert. And we're like, yeah, she should be dead. And then they go. And so, like, I don't know. Boba Fett, to me, seems like showing things that it's an excuse to show more fan stuff than it mm-hmm. is to really build out Boba's story. My frustration is they do all this awesome backstory work and do nothing with Fennec in the actual series. She's mm-hmm. she's awesome, but completely wasted in in the grand scheme of the the series. Well, she was used I mean, much the, better in the Mando. guy whose name is in the title is, is completely wasted. wasted in the series. So, like, what like what do you expect? Uh, she comes in clutch in the finale, though. Yeah, she's kind of doing her own thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if they're setting up something I might be interested in, it is the Finnick versus Boba kind of here's how you lead a here's how you be a crime lord yeah. idea. Um, and I think that's where they're trying to go, but man, the show is was really, really messy mm-hmm. and getting there. Uh, a little bit of backup in the chat to say that they do show the robotic uh stomach in, in Mandalorian. That last episode, yeah. yeah. So Oh, um, they do? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Again, it's just a few people in the chat um, and myself who seem to remember that. But whatever the case, they don't explain it. Like, it's never, and it doesn't have to be explained, uh, as Jonathan said. She survives this. She survives this. That's all you need. Um, So most of the ones I had down were mentioned. Uh, The Make Baby Banthas thing uh, really slayed me, uh, Mm -hmm. as previously mentioned. I did also like the, the show testing my ability to suspend disbelief. On anyone seriously using the name Bib Fortuna, um, it's just such—it's just so great. I uh, really, really loved that. I want to well. see at like a sea uh, seafood restaurant 
You know how they give the bibs and it just says mm-hmm. Bib Fortuna. Yes, in a fish there. restaurant. Yes. Like a, oh, like a Star Wars themed seafood place. Go with me here. Why not do like a Star Wars theme where it's like the weird food place? So they have <laughs> over your table, they have like the tube thing that like delivers the uh-huh, weird nice. soup. Uh-huh. So like if you get if you get like a clam chowder, <laughs> you give it like <laughs> Mm. Like pour it out. Oh my god! How much? How bad do you want to go to this restaurant? It's like, and then like, and then you, if you're gonna get like lobster, they bring out your bib for tuna bib. Yeah, this is a great idea. If you're excited about Star Wars themed restaurants, wait till you get to Disney. That, I haven't seen a seafood one though. They should put that in that five thousand dollar a night hotel they're building or whatever. Do they have a bib for tuna at the Star Wars place? I don't, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't catch it. They could. I, Be I know. so funny. No, that's our like, joke. That's... Nobody else has ever made that no, joke. That's no, no, no. totally our joke. Uh, if they do sue when you get there, be like, <laughs> "Who was listening to BTS? Thank you, and I need my check." That's right. What it'll be is like what happened with Baby Yoda, where everyone started making their own merch, and then yeah. they realized that they yeah. had fucked up by not making their merch, and mm-hmm. then they sued all of the creators. So, yeah. and yeah. then they started making their own worse merch. And, well, yeah, and they made it. They made that first batch of Baby Yoda things quick because my daughter yeah. and I were there when they first released them. They looked terrible. Yeah, they're like, awful. Oh yeah. yeah, I think they've gotten better since because oh, she sure. has one now. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so like now that there are four of us, uh, mm-hmm. I will just say I'm going to get confused every once in a while. Jonathan, have you gone yet on this one? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I mean, everything, everything today said about the show, I agree. Everything Ian's been saying. I mean, Ian didn't talk to us, but Ian's been saying stuff in the past. Oh, no, you said this was your favorite episode, didn't you? Uh, uh, yeah, of a very well, bad episode. Of episodes. Well, Maybe it's the favorite, my favorite that has Boba in it. Let's go that <laughs> yes. way. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. As far as sins, a couple I think that weren't mentioned. Choosing Google Glass over Terminator Eyes was mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, and uh, does driving a car make me a cyborg? I need to know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Spoken yeah. by an actual cyborg uh, who actually has exactly. machine parts That's true. Uh, inside That's of me. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, that Three Days Grace song, I Am Machine, was written about Aaron. It was true. Yeah. People, people know don't know that. that. Like 10 yep. years before he got the part. Yes. But, you know, they knew. They yeah. knew. Uh, let's move into Cinema Sins. We'll kick it off with No Time to Die. Uh, this was an Atkinson Watkins script. Chris and Jonathan writing on this one. Jonathan, how was your experience on this one? It was interesting because the, Chris and I were definitely on the exact same page. Like, this is a, like, this is a pretty good Bond movie, but the 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 villain the Rami Malek villain just doesn't do anything for me like I, and I know a lot of people love him but I think when you have this series of Bond films which is the first time they've really done this where everything ties together all the, like all the correct films tie together like they're trying to tell this story and then just to have this villain that like doesn't really I mean it doesn't matter that Bond's after him right like it just I don't know that's just a weird choice it's a choice they made and that's fine and from what I can tell most people think this movie's great uh but that's the part for me but I think everything else is pretty good about it I love uh Daniel Craig I think it's his best performance we take a cent off for that uh, I think it's his best performance in a Bond film even if it isn't his best Bond film I think this also was interesting because I felt like this is the movie that kind of started this recent trend of we're not going to put the credits in until it's about 25 minutes or later. Like that just seems to be this like really weirdly <laughs> common. I mean, and it's random stuff, right? It's like this drive my car that, um, that movie on Hulu. What is that? Fresh. It was like 33 fresh. minutes fresh. in or something. Yeah. yeah. The more yeah. I think about it, the more it makes sense in fresh, <laughs> but it's so still weird. distracting as it's, all hell. Yeah. 
I think yeah. movies think they're doing like a beat drop, <laughs> like, like a they're period. <laughs> yeah, but it would be like watching like, an hour-long episode of a television show, and they had like a thirty-minute opening, and then it goes like it's like a Law and Order episode. Yeah. It's like thirty minutes, and then it goes to the Law and Order credits, and you're just like, what is what is going on? Right. Uh, yeah. I also we um, just having we both wrote a bunch of stuff about that party scene because it made no sense. Like everything about that party scene, where somehow mm-hmm. like Blofeld can see them. Uh, through that camera but like how did that happen and then also just the fact that like the movie both kind of seems to want to make specter wants to like kind of like what ian was saying about shang chi with iron man 3 like the movie kind of both wants to say no specter's actually good and it fits but then at the same time say fuck it because they kill like every specter agent in that scene so it's like now specter does it doesn't matter omnipotent and stupid um yeah And then uh, it also really stood out to me for some reason that they gave the Rory Kinnear character, Tanner, like so much more to do than he's had to do in any of the movies. It's like some writer was like, you know what we haven't (laughs) focused enough on? Tanner. He had more screen time than Felix. It's so strange. Love Rory Kinnear. He's a great actor. He's really, really cool dude. But like, I don't know. It was just, it was just, it was just weird. There was a lot of weird stuff in here. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to send. This was the most fun. Uh, I mean, View to a Kill was really fun, but this was probably the second most fun I had sending sending a Bond movie. It's hard to beat View to a Kill, though. That's just like nice. the gift that, that keeps on giving. Uh, I thought No Time to Die was, was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed some of the choices they made, uh, specifically. And I feel weird saying this because it's such a huge spoiler, but yeah. I think if you're listening to this... You already know, you know we're now. talking about a video that spoils movies. <laughs> we're going to spoil yeah. movies too. But the choice, the choice literally yeah. to kill James yeah. Bond at the end of this movie mm-hmm. is bold. And mm-hmm. I think done well and emotional and evocative and interesting. Uh, it does remind me of one of my favorite sins in the video. That is, those other Bonds were all losers. <laughs> They're all probably still living and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so chumps. This chumps still that, alive. It, it doesn't get more Chris than that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. so good, so good. Uh, the storage wars, James Bond's yes. storage wars sin. That was so funny. He likes his junk, shaken, not stirred. Feel free to take that however you want. Um Again, the lateness thing comes up, right? I'm sure James's tardiness will cast a pall over the next several scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's such a perfect way to phrase that because it just completely points out how pointless that whole you're late thing is. Yeah, and it's yeah. in so many things. And it's just this stupid tactic to build un uh, earned tension. Or right? just a conversation starter because yeah. we don't say yeah. hello is boring. Yeah. Yeah. For it some just reason. it builds this weird little tension thing between, yeah. you know, this new relationship that we're meeting or whatever. Um so yeah, that and then um <laughs> where's James Bond? I don't know, probably somewhere putting a dent in his shorts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you see the comments on that one? I have that yeah, one written down too. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. the comments, sorry. Uh, on the script. Uh-huh. So, you know, the lead in is where it's 007, then it goes into the sin. I don't know. Luckily, someone putting a dent in his shorts. And then it gives a little bit of editor instruction, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking and about. It says specifically, no arrow needed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then in, in the next column for like how we take our sins and uh-huh. write them out, it says, let's just say we can see a protrusion. <laughs> like, just clearly line it out there yeah yeah you can uh, see james's bond and let's just go ahead and say this now because we've already we already had a walking sin in boba and then there's yes. the walking walking excitement oh, in God. this video 
and the and, next video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's so great. I send a it's lot like of walking this week is what. 2021 yes, is yes. the year of walking. Well, and again, these were written in completely well, different time uh-huh. frames, completely different Months schedules. And they just happen to come out the once same again, week. Movies are, once again, movies are way too long now. Like, <laughs> yes. like, we need to cut out some of this. The walking would be a great start. Just we don't need that. <laughs> Yeah, we we literally have gone from like now we're watching movie length TV shows, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then our movies are like two movies mm-hmm. length. Yeah, we need to have we need to figure out how do we shorten this shit. <laughs> yes. Ninety minute limit on everything. Oh. Yes. Are you like one hundred and five? I'm okay with like hour forty five. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, certain, like certain including things. credits. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ian. What about you? Um, I'm going to say something bold. Um, I think we like this movie. I particularly liked this movie because it wasn't bad. Like, I'm, I'm really relieved that this was... Well, especially after the ones we had to send, because those were like some of the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. But I think in particular, it was a very safe bet to send Craig off in this way. So there yeah, wasn't... Yeah. Killing him off may seem like a big swing, but it, it's kind of in this day and age of more more gritty realism you need to bookend craig's story somehow and the only way to be sure they don't come back is to kill them and yes we don't see a body but he died he definitely oh, died no, the movie makes it very clear it's he died very oh, clear. Yeah. No intention yeah. of coming it, back. and i think we send this the movie doesn't make it extremely clear why he had to die like that whole virus thing is dumb like uh-huh. and it's rightfully sinned in the script absolutely Hi. but i just think this was a very it was a very safe exit and it did did some bits of fan service it did a great adventure it didn't try to do anything too outrageous and i think i was just it was like a sigh of relief at the end when i was like oh it didn't suck good i'm (laughs) so glad this wasn't um this wasn't specter it wasn't quantum of solace it was just a solid bond adventure um i it probably is i I still think casino real is the best craig that we've seen um oh i forgot Craig did a casino i thought you were about to talk about like that david nevin one i was like wait what what hold on no one's talking about that ever (laughs) ever, hot hot take (laughs) nope um yeah no i I thoroughly enjoyed it Uh, casino royale will always be the one that i go back to that's the for me the the definitive um daniel i think that's the best craig one too i like yeah and just alan diamas was incredibly like so many powerful female characters in this film all of them essentially wasted. Um, I get it, it's Bond's film, but she could have been even better. Like, I was ready for her to be the next James Bond. She is fantastic. The way she moves in this film and the way she puts Bond down as well, just like, no, 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 I don't want to have sex with you. Like That's not on the cards at all. Um, just so much fun. Really, really, really fun. Um, my biggest sign was the 007 thing because it was like, the, the title doesn't matter until we say it matters in the finale and it's going to be this big moment. It was... It, it just it undercut itself quite a lot. Um, but no, all the sins I loved have been mentioned. Um, love. Speaking of uh, Ana de Armas and, and Daniel Craig, there had to be a Knives Out. In fact, there were two Knives Out oh, outtakes. And that so second, good. that donut mm-hmm. hole one was so perfect. So great. Where he's explaining the donut hole to Blofeld. Yes. It's just <laughs> so well done. Uh, loved that. Uh, Danae, what about you? I don't know Bond. Bond doesn't know me. <laughs> so he doesn't I know watched me either. There has been no bonding. No, no, no bonding no, no, no. happening. Little I've bonded. never really been a bond in person, but then again, I don't usually like enjoy this kind of a movie. I think I don't even know that I enjoyed the Bourne movies. They were interesting to watch because 
of the way that they were different than anything I had watched before because mm-hmm. they cut the music out and there was just these intense fight scenes and stuff like that. So I was like, whoa, that is evoking emotion. But I've never been to Bond person where like the the spy stuff, I guess Mission Impossible, maybe a little bit. I don't know. So, yeah, watching this kind of stuff is just not something that I'm used to to really getting into and enjoying. But of course, The Sins is a different story. So I was enjoying what you guys uh, put on on display for me to watch. I would like to find my notes, but can't find them. <laughs> I have found them. <laughs> oh, in fact, I, I liked the uh, is this a the end of the born identity like that? I understood that reference, which rarely happens. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I get that one. <laughs> Um, all I'm saying is if it takes longer than two minutes to deliver a criminal using a hybrid phone booth slash ski lift thing, then maybe you should upgrade your equipment and protocols. That whole scene, just the setting of like the delivery of just how long it was taking the reference to, was it Silence of the Lambs? Is that right? Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. With the entry for yeah. Blofeld. Yeah. Sometimes it's supposed to look really intense and feel really intense. And it's just like, wow. And you just like are checking your watch the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that, uh, like you could make so many jokes about that scene. That scene's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but my, I think one of my favorites, there's a lot of really good shit in this one. But I think one of my favorites was like, oh, no, not three grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't these assholes do that before? <laughs> that was really funny. Seriously, like, like what do they do? They're just taunting him like, we'll yeah. throw one down, see if that works. <laughs> yeah. No, let's throw three now. Amazing. Oh, man. <clears throat> amazing, amazing. Uh, all right, let's move into the Forever Purge. Watkins Whittington writing on this one. Jonathan mm-hmm. and Ian uh, having some fun with this. Ian, why don't you kick us off on this? What are your thoughts on the Forever this, Purge? This was Ian's favorite movie. I can already speak for him. He loved it. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's fine. We'll just go straight to Jonathan. He knows my <laughs> thoughts. I loved it. No. Um, this is another Scream situation where um, I've seen bits of the first Purge. Sorry, dang it. And this is my biggest frustration with the series. You can't say the first Purge anymore <laughs> because that is a film that exists. Oh, the yeah. The first that's a good point. Purge movie that came out uh-huh. with Ethan Hawke. I've seen bits of it and it's perfectly fine. I'll, I'll watch Home Alone next time. But the rest of them I haven't seen. So to come straight in at the end with the Forever Purge, I had no context other than the Sins videos, mm-hmm. which gave me enough and just from the sins videos it feels like every single movie is the same the same dumb reasons like why are we locking up at the very last minute just take some holiday time and lock yourself down the day before and the day after the purge just to be safe and the fact that this is the first time that people have purged outside the purge and some rules still make sense like there are certain guns you can use even though there are no laws so can you just use everything and who's policing this it's it's a really fun concept I'm not convinced they fully developed on it or fully delivered on the concept. Um, but my, I think my biggest problem with, I don't know who the protagonist is meant to be. Like there's obviously the, um, there's the family that we're following and they're definitely the more sympathetic of them. But the, our main man, um, what's his name, Jonathan? The main, the lead. I know you'll have it. Who, the actor? Yeah. Uh, I would have if you hadn't asked me, but now I can't. That's good. <laughs> Is it? I'll, I'll look it up though. You keep Him. going. Anyway, the main guy. I just feel like the point that they were trying to make that he's he says I'm not racist, but I just think your oh, people God. should be with your people. My people should be with my people. That's coming out of the words of our protagonist, which just makes me think: Is that a genuine point that you're trying to make that has some like substantial some some substance to it? And I'm like, no, that is a slippery slope. That is still a horrible, horrible sentiment. And I. 
I just don't know. It's just one of those moments where I want to talk to the writers and be like, do you know what you were saying there? What was the point yeah. you were trying to make? It's Josh Lucas. I Josh Lucas, no, yeah. That scene confuses me because I, I think that's supposed to be his feeling then, but then it, by the end, we're supposed to realize that he's he's done a 180. I hope that's what it is. No, I, I think movie... that's absolutely what it is. It's just poorly written. I, I, I think that's yeah, what it absolutely. comes down to. It's just poorly written. It comes at an odd point in the film where he's kind of yes. the savior. Yes. So we're kind of tuned in to listen to what he has to say. But it does end with a beautiful irony that the, the purges who uh, a good chunk of them are going after immigrants have forced millions of Americans to become immigrants in a oh, different yeah. country. So it is a, a beautiful little hook. Yeah. If it was a good movie, that would be an amazing scene. <laughs> exactly. It just belongs in a different movie. <laughs> yes. um, and I, I think that sums that. The Saw films know what they are. The Purge films, I don't think they really know yeah. what they are and what point they're yeah. trying to make sometimes. They want to play in this horrible playground but also make some big societal um, mm-hmm. proclamation about why we are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with what he said. This is not this is not a good movie. Um, I, I think there's things in the first four Purge movies that are fine. Like, I think there's moments in those that I can take away at least something. And there might be a couple that are kind of good overall. Uh, the show was kind of interesting, too. But uh, but this one's just bad all the way through. It, it really never finds a way to... Uh, be both things that it wants to be. It wants to be an exploitation movie at times, and then it wants to be like this movie that's teaching us, you know, why we're, you know, about immigration and 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 relations with mm-hmm. between in, within ethnicities and stuff like that. Uh, Ian mentioned most of the stuff I was talking about. I was going to say about what we send. I, I did enjoy too, though. We talked about because this is kind of one of those things where you just take a stab in the dark, and I'm sure there's people that disagree. But the idea that that militia could be formed like so quickly. And overpower the National Guard is yeah. Even in even in the world today, where people are scared about stuff like that, we I mean I I just I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that that would be something that would be able just to pop up because you would think they would have stuff where after the purge they they're ready to go because like you know she's she's killed that guy that's trying to kill her. The police are right there and they're like you can't do this and they throw her in the van. So you would assume that's kind of what's going on around the country. So the fact that these people could somehow communicate through, I don't know, carrier pigeons. I have no idea what. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and then just form this, you know, thing. I, it, that just seemed kind of annoying to me. So we we tackled that pretty hard. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a bad movie, and it deserved everything it got. Danae, what about you? What are your thoughts on the Forever Purge? <laughs> <laughs> it's your second favorite, I believe. <laughs> That's my thought. There you go. <laughs> you know what that that sounded like. Like a bantha. Oh, no, it did not. <laughs> like a bantha. I could be a wonderful asset on the creation of a movie just by making noises that could be turned into <laughs> like right. horrible That's right. things. That's, right. That's yeah. how you direct people. If it's great, you're like, huh. If it's bad, <laughs> do better. Yeah. yeah. I This is maybe think of something completely unrelated that I find interesting. So since um the talking about Forever Purge and Bond and all this stuff is like, I don't know, I don't I don't know what to say about this shit. I'll I'll say this. I find the sound creation of shows to be really fascinating because sometimes they'll go like behind the scenes and they'll explain how they came up with the noise that like a monster makes or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we mix the squeal of a pig mm-hmm. with the roar of an alligator mm-hmm. and a little sprinkle of a monkey and that that's why it sounds terrifying. I could help with that. I could just create sounds that they could then use however they see fit. It'd be mm-hmm. You'd be like Hitchcock's totally. person that's like stabbing all the fruits to see yeah, which one's hardest. Oh, to make a squishy noise. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. I just go quick, quick, quick. 
My favourite example of that is how they got the TARDIS takeoff noise. They said, yeah, we just ripped open a piano, got a sheet of metal and ripped the guts out. Oh, and that's God. how we got the... Why did you think of that for your spaceship takeoff noise? It's amazing. It's great. I love that that's stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I have never watched one of these movies before, so... Um, but I get the concept. I love that you guys are breaking it down. That sounds really cool. Great job. Um, <laughs> what we sub- do. Successfully subduing a substantial stallion by simply singing a softly spoken Spanish serenade was great. Congratulations, whoever mm-hmm. made the S's work so well. Um, I like that we have a TV sins one in here with the we've got rope, we've got no rope, like yeah. crossover. Not that anybody knows that, but like we know that. <laughs> so that was really fun because that's like that's a that's TV sins stuff mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 gonna take over somehow <laughs> someday. Yeah, and Ian and I just steal. That's all we do. We just take. From That's right. Sets. Yeah, with yellow jackets is how we're going to steal. Uh, I like the pork manity of it all as well. That yes, was nice. that was one of my favorites. Oh, the pork manity of it all. Uh, I've seen a few of the Purge movies. I have not seen this one. Um, and after watching this, I think I have seen this one. Yeah, uh, good. Um, I do find the thematic stuff a little bit interesting, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it were a better movie, uh, maybe I would take some time to watch it, but I'm not going to. Nope. Uh, nothing gets me hornier than blind patriotism and childbirth. <laughs> so great. Uh, I also loved, ah, sudden Coco. Uh, of course I'm going to mention that. And, uh, the, when after Dracula says Dracula in the, the movie that's on oh the TV, my goodness. just saying, don't say you don't get your subscriptions worth out of us. It was, I forgot to mention that. It was one of my favorite things getting to sin a movie inside another movie that wasn't mm. shoehorned because it's mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. They say Dracula. I was like, yeah, I can ding that. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's always fun when you get to put a, a little bit of a, a spin on that one. So yeah, well done. Uh, had a lot of fun watching the video for the forever purge. And I will say you're absolutely right. As a parent to think that the purge would ever work. Mm-hmm. This is not a parent who came up with this idea. Every parent who's been like, okay, you can eat all the candy you want for half an yes. hour. And then no more candy understands at the end of half an hour, they still want more. It does not get it out of their system. Like every parent knows this does not work. Yeah. That's when Uh, the, that's when the, like the, the, you know, the wagering comes in like, well, what if I only did this? And mm -hmm. yeah, perspective, I mean, the negotiation, Negotiation, that's the word I couldn't think of. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No, that's fine. Cause I, I, uh, I feel like one of the things I'm doing with my kid is like, if I think about how I'm fucking her up, one of the many ways in which I am fucking my kid up is that I really encourage her to negotiate because I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, my kids. try to convince me. Like, do it. Please. I'm excited about this conversation. Every time my kids try to negotiate with my wife, she hates me. She's just like, this <laughs> is your fault. You have taught them to debate everything. Sorry. Oh, sorry. man. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm your parent and I have that right. And if she comes at me, I'm like, man, your your mind is amazing. Like, it's a palace of thought and you're only five. This is incredible. Yes, let's sit down and chat about it. Yeah, but still no. And my parents are like, what happens to no means no? Yeah, because I'm your I parent. said so. Why did we stop what saying because I said so? Why? <laughs> uh, all sorry. right. <laughs> let's move into the comment section. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to pick a comment from the week's content from the various places that you reach out to us. Maybe Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Uh, I already kind of mentioned that I want to talk about Lost a little bit. There were several there were several comments uh, mentioning <sighs> coming to the defense of the finale and saying they weren't in limbo all along. They were just in limbo for the final why season. Why did you say it, Aaron? Then why did you say it? If it's not true, why did you I, say it? I just want to say, for the record, anytime I get accused <laughs> of changing things <laughs> so that they're on my own thoughts, I'm coming back to this sin. <laughs> Because man, it it was I had getting those words out of my mouth <laughs> was so difficult. Um, but no, it is it was it was fun to see people come to the defense of Lost in the comments. And uh, yes, I still think most people are probably disappointed with the final, uh, at least the final episode, and probably the final season of Lost. Uh, I am not one of them. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I'm not really um, either. I mean, yeah, I don't. Know I think how some you, people are know. coming around. I think yeah. some people are are revisiting and and un, kind of understanding more what they are intending to do. Once you're kind of outside of that, oh, you've asked so many questions, give me all the answers mm-hmm. in that whole disappointment of not getting the exact answers you were yeah. looking for or thought you might get, um, then I think, you know, you can kind of look into the more of the subtle stuff that they're doing in the show. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Uh, Danae, what about you? Um, I went to uh, an episode, the, the Yellow Jackets episode from my comment this week. This one's from Winnie Frolic. Who says, God damn it. Now I'm obsessively checking this site for Yellow Jacket episode two sins. <laughs> <laughs> and to that I say, oh shit. <laughs> you may Thank be you waiting for obsessively a while. checking. Yeah, uh-huh. um, we, we appreciate you refreshing. We hope you watch everything we put out in between now and episode two. <laughs> You, what you'll need to do is call about 200,000 of your closest friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I love no. it, though. Yeah, do it, man. That's, yeah, if you if you do that, I mean, if you get it up to that, we'll do another one. Absolutely. Yeah, Winnie, rally. Come on, <laughs> sure. Winnie, you got this. Jonathan, what about you? Um, well, I had... Uh, I, I just thought this was interesting. Also, I have minor from Yellow Jackets to Mitch N said, I'm so glad you guys are sending the show. The first season is so awesome. And Mitchell and Webb in the outtakes, I thought I was the only American who knows about that show. Well, you might be because the British person. <laughs> I uh, well. I like, you might still be the only American because that came from England. <laughs> and then Ian mentioned the unicorn sprinkle said not even a real sport at soccer you just pissed off all of europe but what i thought was funny was there was a couple of responses to that and one was i wouldn't take it personally these guys probably can't even remember the last time they jumped let alone played a sport and at first i was like wait a second and then i was like no that's totally fair (laughs) i play poker all the time what are you talking about play sports Uh, yeah, people will be surprised to find out that this nerd was actually a jock in high school uh, mm-hmm. as part of his uh Oh, yeah, past, me too. So. People find out I played baseball for like 15 yeah. years. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about sports. 
Oh, 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 baseball slam. All right. It's a rather grand slam, if you ask me. Uh, I don't know what any of you people are saying. <laughs> I understand none of this. Basketball Ian. is not in the cards. What is your comment? Um, I This was from Yellow Jackets as well, and it was the narrator um, understanding that they keep getting shamed for um, have playing Venger Boys boom, boom, boom in their head. <laughs> and then the next bit was also, you're welcome. Um, and I just want, I didn't elaborate any further, and I just wanted one person in the comments to have that stuck in their head. And I got two. Nice. I got two well people. Done. They're like, yay, I had that stuck in my head. Damn you. Nicely done. <laughs> you got to love it when you put it, put it out there and, it, and the universe delivers it back. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, all right, let's move into nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers. But we wouldn't want to nitpick, right, Danny? Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Um, actually. Oops. What do you mean, oops? Missed it by that much. Am I just going to nitpick everyone until they leave me? Ian takes a look at some um actuallys from the comments, and we decide together if the commenter was green, yellow, or red. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got for us this week, Ian? I want to get a couple out the way that we'll get moaned up for not doing that are definitely greens. Whatever, I screwed it up. I don't like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, all three of these are from Bob Bober, and I just I screwed the pooch on this. So... The the droid that gets blown up in the middle of the firefight uh-huh. is some kind of gonk droid, and apparently they exclusively carry fuel. I still and apparently this my favourite part of this defence was that it is so dumb that it would just randomly walk into firefights. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm still sinning the fact that it's there in the firefight. I don't care what it is. Yeah, no, I think How that can be at least yellow, if not red. No, only like, because why would you it's... create that kind of droid? Exactly. Yes. Okay, fine. It actually exists in canon, but why does it exist in canon? It shouldn't exist in canon. And how yeah. convenient is it that it's there when it yeah. needs to be canoned? Right. Um, but <laughs> yes. yeah. The other one, uh, yeah, so Boba's ship, I ding Disney for the right. design of Boba's right. ship. Actually, it was designed by Lucas. We should have dinged Lucas. Right. Retroactively add us into the video. Fine. <laughs> Disney and Lucas. Disney get, owns get us it, in. so whatever. Yeah. But they didn't design it. So yeah. I guess I'm now sending Disney for something they didn't do, which is probably even better. Right. That's yes. <laughs> Actually, when it comes right down to it. Yeah. 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 Um, Max Rebo. Sorry, I didn't know who the <laughs> heck Max Rebo was. I got <laughs> destroyed <laughs> for sinning an like, alien called Max, which I think is works, perfectly though. fair. I think that's a fine sin. It I, is. Yeah, okay. Just because right. I don't know who Rebo like, is. I don't. I still don't care. This he, narrator like, is giving it's giving people like... like like people that don't watch a lot of Star Trek shit for not knowing like who Goldicott is or something like who yeah exactly exactly Goldicott right yeah, yeah, yeah totally so you don't, that's what I'm you saying. don't know if that's like, one word or two words do you <laughs> that's what I, I'm saying it's just what rich people sleep on is a golden cot you yeah get it's, out get out um okay so I have got one that is up for debate all right and this is from No Time to Die and we dinged the fact that Safin shot all of those bullets at Madeline when she was under the ice and none of it none of them hit her. Now an argument in the comments was that it was deliberate and he wasn't trying to shoot her. He mm. was trying mm-hmm. to free her from the ice. I think the which sin is written that way actually. Cause like oh maybe or maybe it was at one point, but it was more just like he doesn't accidentally hit her. I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think the way the sin presents it is yeah. more that one of these bullets should have killed her. And I think that's where I would land on it. Even if he was trying to free her, that's an extremely dangerous way to yes. do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You should yeah. break the ice like in, like near, like kind of in front of her or something, so then she can, you know, swim and pop up. But he's I aiming we were gonna, at her. I thought we were going to talk about the Mythbusters disproving that people would 
uh, uh-huh. get hurt from bullets through water. Yeah. So that so the the nitpick oh. would then be that, that she even if a bullet had hit her, it wasn't going to really hurt her that much because it slows down the velocity. yeah because it slows down the so velocity wrong. so quickly. Oh well, yeah. then yeah, we're idiots. All right, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I think like a massage, you know, just right. like a nice just, little just yeah. deep fact, tissue massage. Yeah, in fact, that's a real like I almost said delicacy, but that's a food thing. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a it's a real f- famous thing in the the Nordic countries is yes. bullet, bullet massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, bullet massage yeah. under, under it's a specialty. Rice. I yeah. wrote that, so uh, but Chris approved it, so I'm going to blame him. <laughs> and nice. the, their specialty is the delicacy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, got it. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, the, there's just one more from Bond, and it was we seen the motorbike scene where Bond is like flying up the steps and then mm-hmm. into the middle of all of the people, yeah. and a couple of people said, "No, that was actually practical effects. They just CGI'd the stairs onto the landscape." Then it wasn't entirely practical, <laughs> was it? You had to CGI the landscape in. Yeah, it's still dingworthy because it's a for me, yeah. it's still a. A needlessly reckless approach. No, I give that a red. I definitely yeah. give that a red. I think that's in stands uh, that's very fun well. stuff. In very there. Yeah, I'll give you the ice. I'm not giving you that one. No, that's fair. <laughs> All right, uh, time for a new segment. <laughs> Let's move into the Sinpository. What? <laughs> History became legend. The past is past. Let's look at some statistics. To the library. Careful, chief. You dig up the past, all you get is dirty. We insert ourselves deeply into the cavernous sins repository, or sinpository, if you will, as Jonathan probes the annals of sin history for a video we can reassess in both individual parts and the whole. All right, on to... (laughs) Wait! Wait! Hold on! We talked about this, and you went back and added so much. There's so much more to that. Oh, wow. Jesus. Uh, yes, Jonathan, take us into the back end of the Sins Archive. <laughs> so we have a weekly newsletter, which you can, I believe, I don't want to say this mm-hmm. wrong, you can sign up for this on the website, right? On cinemasins.com. Yep. And in each week's newsletter, they have basically like a pull of, like a from the vault kind of selection. Yeah. And they pick a movie from the vault. So this past week's, and then when we do this segment, that's the movie we're going to be, we're going to be discussing. Um, yeah, so if you get the newsletter and we do this segment on BTS that week, you can play along too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so this week was the Fast and the Furious. The the original, so you see, I put I put a the at the beginning so you know it's the original because there is a <laughs> yeah. Fast and Furious because I hate these titles so much. Uh, but the Fast and the Furious, so just a quick background on that. This was released, the movie, I'll talk about the movie first. The movie was released in 2001. Um, it was directed by, uh, Rob Cohen. Uh, I did a little background on him. I didn't realize he was a, he was, I knew him as a director, but I didn't know him as a producer. He was a pretty big producer. He did, uh, the running man, which is of Eastwick, the Wiz, the monster squad, serpent and the rainbow did a bunch of stuff like that. But then he's been directing for quite a while. He actually did a couple of movies in the early eighties. Uh, this is the only fast and the furious film he has directed. Uh, they eventually, I guess, Justin Lin has done probably the majority of them at this point. Uh, he is still around, though. He did the Hurricane Heist in 2018, which was just, you know, phenomenal for those that saw that. Let me tell you. Uh, this obviously stars uh, the late Paul Walker, R.I.P., and Vin Diesel. Uh, neither one of them had done a ton before this, but Vin Diesel obviously had done The Iron Giant, uh, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Boiler Room and Pitch Black. Paul Walker, 
uh, was probably most known for She's All That or maybe Varsity Blues. So they come into this. This ends up being like, a, and then of course the rest of the cast, you got Jordana Brewster, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Ted Levine's in this, which I had completely forgotten about. Uh, ja Rule. Uh, so, and then this movie ended up being a surprise hit. Uh, I didn't realize it actually did this well. I thought I thought these movies really started, you know, kicking in like after they did the next one. But this one actually made 144 million. Well, this came out when I was in high school, and I remember it doing, um, yeah, just being the thing that everyone was talking about. Yeah, yeah, it did really well. It was actually number 12 at the box office. I didn't realize it was that high that year either. Of course, now a lot of the times they finish in the top 10, but mm. uh, I do have the top 10 box office from 2001 if you guys want to play a guessing game. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. Um I can terrible. I am so terrible at knowing well, what movies came out what year. How about this? If somebody in the chat has a guess, we can say what their guesses are because I will be terrible at this I too. I will say, well, I think you actually, I think, Danae, you might actually do pretty well here. What, well, I will say this, that like this was interesting to me because, I mean, people talk about like back in the day, it wasn't like all IP and stuff. Well, it was in 2001 because either, there's only one movie in the top 10 that either wasn't from IP or didn't start in IP. Attack of the Clones was that two thousand one? No, that was uh, that was two thousand two. Oh, but I bet Lord of the Rings has to be Lord in there. The okay, yeah. well, I was gonna say, uh, so Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring was number ten, which I thought was interesting because I thought it would have been. Yeah. I thought it made more money than that. It made one hundred sixty three yeah. million. It it didn't do bad. Uh, so the, yeah, that's number ten. That was the one I was gonna. My hint for uh, number ten was that this is the one Danae has seen probably more than any of us. Nice. Uh, Forrest Gump. Shrek was number two. Uh, Shrek was number two with 267 million. Uh, so number nine was a sequel to a Best Picture winner from the 90s. Uh, Godfather 2. <laughs> a sequel to a Best Picture winner from I the totally 90s? I forgot this movie was that big of a hit, too. Yeah. Um. Wow. No idea. I think there might only be one Best Picture winner from the '90s that had a sequel too. Now that I think about it, so this something about Harry Potter. I'm I'm reading the chat by the way. Harry Potter was number one. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was number one. It was 288 million. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting yeah. to see how because that seems so low now because it's like <laughs> domestic number yeah. ones. Well, maybe not with the pandemic until Spider Man, but like there for a while, domestic number ones were like 400, 500 million. Something something X Men also in the chat. <laughs> No, there were no X-Men released that year. Fantastic so. Four. Nope. Fantastic Four, I don't think it was that big of a hit. Well, I guess it was. I don't know. It, Hannibal, Hannibal was number nine. It was a sequel to Silence of the Lambs. Oh, it made yeah, 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 165 yeah. Okay. million. Yeah. I also didn't realize this movie was that. I didn't remember this movie being that big of a hit, but this was a remake of a movie from the 60s that Tim Burton directed. Coraline. <laughs> Tim Roth is in it. Mark Wahlberg's in it. Tim Roth and Helena Bonham Carter are in it with a lot of prosthetics. Was that the oh, oh the demon barber? Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> no, 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 no. The barber yeah, Sweeney one. Todd is what Sweeney you're Todd. No, uh, Planet of the Apes. Number seven was a was a part three. I also did not remember this did that well. It was a part three to uh, one of the biggest hits of the '90s, if not the biggest hit of the '90s. The biggest hit of the '90s. Speed and it was three. also it was uh, <laughs> the same director did the first two films, but a new director did this one. X-Men, The Last Stand. Uh, this would be Narnia. Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only movie <laughs> that isn't part of an IP, although it is based on 
actual events, uh, actual events that happened in a war. It was directed by a man who... Uh, it's Pearl Harbor. I don't even know how to... <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly how you Pearl do this. Harbor. That was a great clue, and I'm going to yeah. guess Pearl Harbor. I'll stop there. So, and then, and then, so we had those. And the number five was uh, was the Mummy Returns. Was I didn't realize that oh, was yeah. that big of a yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that was great. Uh, Rush Hour Two. I'm sad to say it was number four. <laughs> I love that. And movie. then I can't. I still to this day because I, I just I'm not a Shrek fan. But uh, Monsters Inc. was number three, which means Shrek beat nice. it. By about thirty yeah. million, which was really irritating because Monsters Inc. is one of my all-time favorite films. But anyways, yeah. Um, so the film, it, so so as far as the video goes, uh, I did ask Chris and Jeremy about this. Now these, I will ask Chris and Jeremy about these, but these these movies typically are pretty old, so they don't remember. You know, they don't remember a, t- a ton. Mm-hmm. Chris did say though that um, he thought that we did this one after we did a few of the other ones. I don't know. I assume I so I found this website, uh, the TVDB.com. Mm-hmm. And TV database, they, yeah. Yeah, TV database. They have us listed. Uh, they have us broken up into seasons too, which is interesting. I don't. It think, is interesting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but according to that, this is the first Fast and Furious movie we did. The, the video was released on March 12, 2014. Uh, Need for Speed was coming out that week, which nobody remembers because it didn't do that well. But at the time, it was kind of popped up because what's his name from Breaking Bad was in it. Right. Aaron Paul, Aaron was, Paul. was in that Need for Speed movie. Yeah. yeah. And we actually did a Days for Thunder. Everything wrong with Days for Thunder. Uh, days of Thunder. Days for Thunder. Hey, here's some Days for Thunder, guys. Uh, days of Thunder video also came out that week. And then so we did Days of Thunder and we did The Fast and the Furious to kind of lead up to uh, a Need for Speed. Uh, according to this, it was our 89th video. Uh, the current view counts a little over 4 million. And uh, Chris said he remembered what he remembered was that a lot about how we send cell phone coverage because it was like 2001 and like Paul Walker's mm-hmm. like using the phone uh, like in the desert. And he mm-hmm. mentioned it's one of those. He says, I don't he said I never could. He's like, I didn't know if it was right or not. But he's like, it's one of those. Sometimes we do just take a stab uh, like shooting bullets through ice uh, could actually <laughs> kill somebody. Right. <laughs> right. Um, he also said he thought it was weird that Paul Walker could commit a crime to strengthen his case as when they break into that one guy's shop to find evidence. I thought personally from the video itself, I thought it was funny that we had a these pictures sent with Jordana Brewster looking in the mirror because we just did something similar to that. So mm-hmm. with uh, was that Dune where you guys did the this pillow the or table. something? The table mm-hmm. that's blocking. The table. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, blocking. Yeah. Uh, it was blocking um, Oscar Isaac's. Uh, right. Oscar, right. I- Oscar Isaac's Oscar Isaac's. Mm-hmm. Well, we all watched the video as well yeah. uh, and picked out a, uh, something to highlight. Uh, Danae, what, uh, what did you want to highlight from this one? I think it's always interesting, like watching our old stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's delivery is different. We don't do subtitle lead-ins. Mm-hmm. There's the, the, they're more like um, pointing out observations. And we now take liberty with like creating stories. So, for example, there's a sin about... Um, he asks where the bathroom is and he's pointed upstairs and the sin is like not having a bathroom on the first floor. Right. And I feel like that's it. Let me say this. I think the video could stand alone today just as easy. That was yeah. my thought be, too. Yeah. Maybe the delivery would sound different because Jeremy inflects differently now. Um, we might have a few more arrows now. We definitely would have a subtitle <laughs> events, but 
but like legitimately a lot of the same stuff we could just re-release it with updated narration and Mm -hmm. it really wouldn't change that much which was really interesting to kind of think about as i watched this because i think when we're thinking about a segment like looking in the past and kind Mm -hmm. of looking at like what cinema sins released you know this time in history I was thinking maybe there would be more that would stand out like, oh, we would super do that different. But mm-hmm. there really wasn't. Like, we feel like we've kind of had that consistent voice. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting to is I think we add more story now. So my instinct on the bathroom sin was like, well, why is that first floor bathroom closed? What's <laughs> happening in that room? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the kind of stuff that we would get into. Like what's mm-hmm. clogged? <laughs> yeah. Why is it being used for storage? Um, who didn't pay the water bill. So like just, we kind of take our time more sometimes and dig into the the fun of it, which is one of the reasons why our videos are a little bit longer Yeah, because they're not all just pointing out sin, 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 sin. It's like we take our time, I think, differently. And sometimes it's like the, the audience will react and say, oh, you know, you're not, that's not actually a sin. That's just a silly story. But we are trying to also bring an element of entertainment and goofiness. And the sin still is, why doesn't the bathroom work on the first floor? But we take our time now and kind of play. So that's the one that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, I had the same thought of, you know, how the rhythm has changed a little bit in that we have like long and shorts. Like we'll still do the occasional, you know, bathroom, not having a bathroom on the first floor sin where it's just quick. And but there's a rhythm to it that's kind of developed over the years of Let's have one in depth. Let's have one, you know, a real quickie. And that way, when you punch those, like, you know, uh, this table, you know, or yeah, whatever, huh? like yeah. they, they have, they hit different. And uh, that was definitely something uh, I noticed. Ian, what about you? Um, pretty much exactly what Danae said. I think the video could really hold up today. We just, we do kind of elaborate on a little bit more. But the funniest thing I noticed was that it's a Fast and Furious film and we didn't have a, they survived this. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, it's going to be there somewhere. But yeah, I think it just shows how much the Fast and Furious films have changed, definitely. Yeah. The tone of this one is so different. I thought this yeah. this is pretty much what the look of the videos are now, too, right? We changed the openings and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, the much. size of the bar, because that is different. Like, when you watch those early ones, like, the script mm-hmm. is a little bigger, the bar. And I can't even remember if there's, I feel like there's not a top bar or there's no bars. There is. Is that right? Yeah, well, there there's a there's a bar on the top. Yeah, it, it looks a little bit different. Yeah. You Enough that... Because we review our stuff, I'm like, I want to make editor notes like instantly. <laughs> this one matched up though. This video. one I didn't notice a lot of subtitle uh, issues great. or mm-hmm. narration title issues, so that was cool. Well, that was the that was the thing I wanted to mention uh, that I noticed the most while watching this is how much I miss lead in subtitles. Mm. It's yeah, and, and that's just been a recent thing that we've done in you know the last year has it just been like the last year i don't remember when we first started it's pretty actually putting subtitles for the lead-ins and i miss it so much and Mm -hmm. i didn't know how much i wanted it or needed it before we started doing it um but uh but yeah that was the the very first thing i noticed is like uh i I want i want to be reading what they're saying as as well as seeing seeing what they're saying on the joke yeah it's 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 interesting in that way well even Um, now i've said this before most things i watch outside of work even if i'm watching it by myself i have subtitles up Uh, because i've just gotten mm -hmm. so used to it i think and my hearing i mean i'm getting older my hearing's not great you know that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and i just feel like it's interesting I've learned this doing this job, reading subtitles, what you miss when 
you don't have them because there's, you know, especially with dialects and, you know, stuff like that, assuming the subtitles are done well. Uh, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I notice that more often now when I don't have subtitles for something. Yep. Uh, well, there you go. There's the Sinpository. If you would like to keep up with some older stuff in the CinemaSins universe, they do uh, that every week in the newsletter, and you can sign up for the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Danae, again, how do they sign up for the CinemaSins newsletter? Head to CinemaSins.com and scroll down just a little bit, and then there's a big box that says Get Updates. You can put your email address in there. And the newsletter is a great way to keep up with stuff. Not only do we show you everything that came out f- across all of our channels that week, we also give links to all the podcasts and we do merch updates. Right now we're doing an update about Jeremy's new book, When the Corn is Waist High, which you can pre-order right now that should. comes out on the 19th. Yeah, it's getting some really fun feedback. People are throwing the book when it gets to the twist because they're <laughs> so <laughs> fucking flipped out and it's really, really fun. So you can find out stuff like that on the newsletter yeah i hit you him may- up on slack that day and i just said when i read that i immediately went to slack and just said fuck you dude <laughs> like you yeah. <he> got me <laughs> and at first he I- was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> like what are we talking I about like, oh, crap. i read the book oh okay cool <laughs> Uh, If you go to cinemasins.com, you also may have uh, a pop-up when you go there that says sign up for the CinemaSins newsletter uh, to make it super easy uh, for you to do that. Again, that's cinemasins.com. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, uh, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Hang out with us on Twitter. We're at Aaron Dicer, at Witsend, at Danae Says... D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Ian Whittington, Danae Hughes, a sexually aggressive Mantha, and myself, we will see you next week. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Hello, I'm British. Therefore, you want to have sex with me. No, that happened one time. (laughs) And I said, no, Mr. Garfield. (laughs) This is not appropriate. I I love that Garfield, who's also English, uh, (laughs) would be like, oh, your sexy British (laughs) accent, sir. (laughs) Let us procreate. Oh, wait, what? Wait, what? What are we wait wedding? Tangled is has definitely has its fans. Uh, so if we're going underrated, do we mean underseen, underappreciated, or literally underrated by like critics? Um, I almost mm, I almost always ignore critics. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Wait. <laughs> Make sure and hit that like and subscribe. <laughs> I'm not going to put this in the outtakes, Ian. <laughs> What are we doing here? Why am I recording if you're not putting anything in the outtakes? Uh, it's just Don't fun. you know everything we do is for an audience? Coffee talk. Coffee talk in the morning. God. Coffee talk is neither coffee nor talking. Discuss. <laughs> that must mean I'm disgusting. Nice. Hamilton reference. Mm-hmm. Well, M&M first. Will you get to the place already so I can... <laughs> oh, so sorry. I can... Wait. So I can put Jonathan in because oh. he will have no yeah, no I reference. Be, I want to be in the room where it happens. Yes, Is that please what you're get to the Zoom where it happens. 
So what is it like a three hour drive? Is that what you told me one yeah. time? Yeah, about three and a half actually from the airport. Uh, oh no no from Kansas City it's it is more like three yeah I'm sorry I was thinking St Louis but, it feels yeah. a lot longer when you just have Aaron on Beatstar the entire time <laughs> not and the entire time uh, news for you on the Beatstar front mm-hmm. since you're kind of back into it and enjoying it and yes, having a good time with I it uh, I have every single song available to me now uh, mm-hmm. I opened the rest of the songs and when you do that you get unlimited play because wait the, what the boxes don't mean anything anymore there's you don't need cards anymore because oh, you have all the songs you don't. so you just play as much as you, you just want. play as much as you want oh, this is terrible it's for you and your horrible. wife it is terrible this is so bad just, why would you stop <laughs> why would you ever stop i'm just like my, i may never be a productive human again all right ian uh danae is here tell the story why were we a half hour later yesterday than uh than we should have been getting back um from the critics choice awards ian got ian got pulled over by the cops <laughs> <laughs> were you driving on the wrong side of the road yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the joke, the joke that the they cops made, made. <laughs> does that honestly does that take a second to get used to or no uh, it took me i would say a day of actively thinking don't go there and then the only thing that still confuses gotcha. me is your roundabouts because it is so counterintuitive because they're so rarely they so rarely pop up when they do, I'm like, I'm definitely on the wrong side of this, and I don't know how to exit it. So I will just go round a lot I'm until bad. I feel confident really, enough to yeah, follow someone so else. So you were like, uh, you're like European vacation, like, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. All that's of the stereotypes. That's me. Yeah, but on yeah. this occasion, I just decided to hurtle past the police car at an amount of hours over the speed limit. <laughs> I was telling Jen this story last night, and she was like, "Oh, it was an unmarked car." Then I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> No, oh no. no, it was very well marked. It was clearly a, a black Mustang or whatever it is. With all sorts of antenna coming out of it. It was very clearly. It clearly had lights on the top that weren't yeah. turned on. Um, so I just. So yeah. do you yeah. just have to like, do you just have to pay it before you leave the country basically? Is it like. Cause I... No, no, no. You have to listen to the whole story. Let's yeah. go. Come on. So there you were flying down the highway. Yeah. And there's like the quintessential movie police vehicle with the massive uh-huh. lights on the top well, underneath the billboard. Yep. You know, uh-huh. but not on the back side of it, on the front side yep. of it mm-hmm. with a neon light saying this is a police officer and you just like. It's worse than that, Danae. It's worse than that. The police officer was driving on the expressway in front of us. He yeah, had oh to overtake him. He uh-huh. had he had minutes, and I'm just watching. Like, I'm not paying attention to how fast he's going. Of not. He's playing Beatstar. I'm playing Beatstar or whatever, and I, I look up and I see a police. We're coming up real fast on an obvious police car, and he just blows by it on the expressway. And I look over, and I was like. When I saw when I saw the speedometer, it still said like 80, 85. <laughs> Ian says he had started to slow down by that I point. Was already on the brakes. Oh my yeah. god! Did you did you actually hit the brakes as you passed him? Oh, no, way way past. Like I did, I still didn't know until Aaron leant over and I was like, oh, backseat driver, why are you why are you looking at? And like, how fast are you going? And I'm like, an amount of speed. I was like. You're going to get pulled over. And I still, at this point, did not know that there was a police car behind. <laughs> so I thought, oh, you know what? I will slow down. So I pulled over into the right lane. And then I see the car behind us. And I'm like, oh, he's not kidding. <laughs> so he's like, I need to pee. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's take the next exit. Of course, the car follows us off the exit and then puts the lights on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course. Oh, no. how, how fast were you going? An amount of speed. And <laughs> so I, I look around and I'm just like, there's no other cars here. He definitely wants me to pull over. Um, <laughs> so I did. So here I I'm just going to give my perspective here for a second. Uh, so here I am having to go to the bathroom very, very bad within eyesight of walking distance from a gas station. 
and Looking I get so do, nervous. and I look so paranoid and nervous because my legs bumping up and down because I have to go to the bathroom so bad, and I like know the police are noticing like what's going on here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But he just says, "Do you know why we pulled you over?" I was like, "Yeah, you came up on us pretty fast." I'm like, "Did I, officer?" Yeah, no. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was going quite fast, and we have a nice chat about England and how I like the weather in Kansas and um how. What was it? How much is a stone in pounds? That was the first thing he the said when he thought he, he was, said. You were British was, what's up with the stone thing? Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I don't know. We do things old fashioned and kilometers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they took my license away, disappeared for a little while. Both and then, of our licenses, by the way, because when they found out you were from the UK, mm-hmm. then they're like, we need your license as well for whatever reasons. reasons. In case mine's Which fake. led I to a know. wonderful thing when they came back <laughs> and the police officer goes, what are the chances you both have the same birthday? Like, he was like, all of a sudden we were suspects because we, yep. we had made fake licenses and just had given ourselves the exact same birthday or something. I apologized profusely and they said, it, it's okay, we'll let you off, just be, be careful in the future. I was like, yes, officer, I will. They go back to their car and we would have gone our own way had our car decided to start. Which he did not. So we then had to very Amazing. politely ask for a jump from the police. Meanwhile, Aaron's about to pee himself. <laughs> yes, to pee so bad. The yes. girl won't stop. <laughs> you can't write this stuff into him. Like, well, you can write it into it a movie, wouldn't but be that's believable. I'm almost more irritated though they didn't give you a ticket. That's just because I mean I would never get out of a ticket. Never. I, well, I don't think I've I ever think there's won. a few reasons for this. I have some theories. All right, several theories, in fact, any one of which could be true. Um, but there, I think the British thing is kind of the first thing, just like, oh, this is something different, something new. No, 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 no. It starts with the beard. The, okay, well, the, the beard, beard was on point. The yeah. British. There's also the sense of humor. You were very funny uh, and gregarious <laughs> right from the beginning. I think that lightened them up quite a bit. I didn't feel it. But, but... here are my here are my real theories. Number one, I bet there's a Why lot of- Why did you just start with the joke? What do you he mean? Did. <laughs> he literally did start with a joke. Cool, blimey, governor. No, How no, fast was I they going? Said, the first thing they said was, "What's what is a stone? And he says, the thing I'm going to hit my head with because of what I just did. <laughs> That's the first thing he says to them is he makes a joke. My genuine theory is there's probably a lot of paperwork in giving a ticket to somebody outside of the country, and they oh, just were not in the mood to do that. My second theory is they weren't, they didn't have a gun on you. I, I don't mean a, no, a gun gun. Wait, wait, specify. No, I mean, they can pace you. They I, can still. I know, can, I know, yeah. but it's a lot. But then they have to, like, you know, defend it, defend it and yeah. figure it out, as opposed to a radar gun, which has, like, an actual number. Mm-hmm. Because they weren't looking for somebody speeding. Somebody no. just blew past them going. <laughs> they weren't expecting anyone going 20 over the so limit. My, my guess is it was a little more. Uh, nuisance than, I imagine than so. it was worth it for them uh, would be my guess but hey they got a nice chat with an english person i aaron got to wet his pants and <laughs> it got to yeah. i've been, I've been wanting to my whole life reason. yeah yeah that was we, fun. we uh we got I've gotten pull- a good dozen speeding tickets in my lifetime i'm wow. pretty sure that's yeah that's a lot i've i've gotten one I've never um, just blown past one on the interstate, though. <laughs> See ya, buddies! The worst thing I ever did right in front of a cop was, uh, back in the day, we used to all, like, get together and hang out in parking lots because there wasn't anything cool to do on the internet because there was no internet. And so um, my friend that I was with was like, hey, uh, there's some people that are going to be hanging out over in, like, I don't know, the Hardee's parking lot. It's probably, like, 10 o'clock at night, and we pull up, and there's like this group of people gathering, come to find out there was going to be a fight. And so they're all kind of like getting themselves amped up for this fight or whatever it's going to be. And this person that's in the car with me, 
one of her buddies comes over and is like, you know, you, you probably don't want to be here because so-and-so is getting a baseball bat out of their trunk and it's just going to get gross and, you know, you probably should leave. And we're like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And then all of a sudden, they're like, screams start and there's this, like, this commotion. So I leave um, the parking lot a little too fast. I go out of the parking lot. I hit the the road faster than I intend. And so when my front wheels hit the road, there was like a bump to kind of go down onto the road. It makes this squealing noise and I had to overcorrect. And I did that right in front of a police officer. So I come flying out of a fight, like (laughs) (laughs) this whole whole thing and immediately get pulled over, like immediate lights on. And the group that was there you know, she's like, oh, my God, Danae, you just did that in front of all of my friends. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm getting pulled over. <laughs> we were almost in the middle of a baseball bat fight. So I get pulled over and they come up to the car. And so I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was just really scared because of, you know, that big fight back in the parking lot. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so I, I just I kind of sat there for a second and I thought, oh, my God, he probably thinks I'm making this up. And then right on his shoulder, his radio goes off, you know, dispatch blah, 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 to the heart. He's on blah, blah, blah. for a <laughs> Like, and I'm like, that's that's it. That's the thing. That's he's the like, thing. OK, you guys have a good night. I've got more important things to do. And he like squealed back over that's to the amazing. It was kind of crazy. That's some great timing. I just like if if we skip certain parts of the story, we could say we got pulled over, got out of our vehicles and got jumped by the police. I just yes. I like Oh my gosh. I like that, that you, that is all true. That is all 100% true. true. And somehow still got away without any ticket. Yeah. So And I panicked a little bit because we obviously Aaron needed to pee, so we pulled over into the <laughs> gas station. But I was following them because they also went in to like, I don't know, get a yeah. donut or something. Yeah. And I was like, where do I park? And the, the first space was next to them. And I'm like, <laughs> there's something really cheeky about parking next to the cop that just didn't give you a ticket. So I was like, no, I'm going to oh go that God. way. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like whenever you're together with someone awkwardly and you're like, yeah. okay, it was good to see you. Bye. Yes, and then yes, you end up walking exactly the same <laughs> the, the cop and I are both walking into this gas station at the same time. I'm like. Can I buy you a coffee? Like, <laughs> thanks. I love how we're at the end of the part where we just chatted, you know, about outtakes and stuff. And we spent the entire time on your speeding ticket when you got a huge hug from Taika Waititi yes. this weekend. <laughs> the top, like, the top news this week. Ian doesn't get a ticket. <laughs> right. What Instead of, oh, I met Will Smith. You know, <laughs> one of those things. You would think the outtakes would be us talking about you guys in L.A. in the same room with Halle Berry nope. during her incredible <laughs> speech. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people that you got to like rub elbows with, the after party, <laughs> getting all dressed up. You no, know. I met some, some Kansas City cops. Yeah, no, that's more important than, mm-hmm. than the fact that Luke Cage grabbed your butt. You know, yes. like that's. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I know the awards thing would not be my scene because I would be too scared. I'd be awkward or something, but. Uh... Oh, a bottle of red wine really helps. <laughs> One bottle, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the first time you met Will Smith, Aaron? Or have oh, you yes. been around him before? No, no, oh, no. Wow. That was definitely my was first. Was he just as charismatic as you want him to be? 100%. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's no he way you so can fake great. that. He he was so funny. He's like, I will talk forever. You will love it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Best actor should get a little more time. I'm just saying. 
Jason Ritter's uh, Twitter account was fun that night too. Like I had fun. Like I would go on Twitter and he would pop up in my yeah. Feed we were hanging he, out with Jason. Just, I told he, you that was that was Jason Ritter. Yes. Remember? And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, we so were, he was actually there. I got the impression he wasn't even there because he just kept tweeting stuff about Melanie. No, he was he was yeah. absolutely there. Um, yeah, Melanie so. is fantastic though. Wait, 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 wait. Is are Jason are Jason and Melanie together? Yes. Oh, they've been together for a while. They might even yeah, be they're married. married. Oh, they are married. Oh, now it makes so much sense. Uh, now the making out makes sense. <laughs> Is that why he punched you? <laughs> uh, now it makes sense. They were very fun. And when I say they, I mean Melanie, because I didn't know that, uh, that they were together at the yeah, time. It so, showed. Yeah. Yeah. I pro- probably wouldn't have done so much flirting. <laughs> this was my favorite episode of the series. Sorry, I didn't understand. No one asked, <laughs> no one asked you. Joining the show? Google. All right, let's get into the show, guys. Uh, yes, please, because I got some work to do yeah, today, so yep. I can't stay to play. Oh my god! It is the most Danae thing ever <laughs> that in saying the phrase "Let's get going" because I don't have time to play, she then plays yeah. for the next minute and a half. That <laughs> is Danae to a T. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 